your three-dimensional world is but a reflection of your state of being. Your outer world is merely a mirror of your inner world. And there's a funny thing about mirrors. If you wish to see a smile in a mirror, you must smile first. Welcome to the Manifestation Matters podcast, dedicated to exploring the divine creative power that lives inside us all, and how you can use the spiritual science of manifestation to create the life of health, happiness, love, and abundance you deserve. I'm your host, Eric Wall Robinstein, and I'm glad you're here. It's a popular saying. I'll believe it when I see it. Johnny said he'll clean his room this weekend. I'll believe it when I see it. Follow this diet and you'll lose 20 pounds in a month. I'll believe it when I see it. When I'm elected as your president, I promise to. I'll believe it when I see it. Now, some would suggest that this notion introduces a healthy dose of skepticism into our lives. One that protects us from I don't know, Pollyanna sentiments and unnecessary disappointment. And in some respects, they'd be right. But the truth is, there's a dark and problematic side to this attitude of living. And it's something that is unnecessarily poisoning countless lives, maybe even yours. You see, as ubiquitous and well-accepted, as this pithy little phrase may be, I'll believe it when I see it, in reality, the opposite is equally true. You will see it when you believe it. Because that's the law of the universe, whether you call that the law of assumption, the law of attraction, or quantum theory. As one scripture reminds us, as man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And that's why if you're peering into the mirror of your present moment experience, waiting to see the love, waiting to see the money, waiting to see the health or success or world peace, without believing down to yourselves that it is already true, well, let's just say you should be prepared to be waiting for quite some time. Because the mirror of reality is waiting for you to smile first. So what does it mean to smile first? Well, it's simple, really. It's to be, right now in this very moment, what you desire to be. And yes, I'm sure there are many out there who are asking, how is that even possible? I mean, if I could right now be what I desire to be, I certainly would be. But I can't, so I'm not. And while it's true, it might not be possible right now in the mirror that is your three-dimensional reality, 
to be what you want to be. But it's also true that it is 100% possible in the frictionless world of your imagination. And let us not forget, your imagination is what drives what you see in reality. I mean, imagine you're standing in front of an actual mirror, like the one in your bathroom. And as you stand there, you raise your arms over your head. And no surprise, the mirror reflects an image of you with your arms overhead. You bring your arms down, and in the mirror, your arms come down. And so it goes with any and all actions you take, each one perfectly reflected back to you in the mirror. Hardly revelatory, I know. But here's where it gets interesting. You see, in this example, you, the one standing in front of the mirror, is your internal state of being, which is a product of your imagination. More on that in just a bit. And the image that you see reflected back to you in the mirror is your present three-dimensional reality that is right now being projected onto the screen of space. And just like in the bathroom mirror, the screen of space can reflect back only that which you, your state of being, shows it. Now, I hope from this metaphor it's clear to see that the critical ingredient in manifesting what you want is not the image in the mirror. It's not what we see in our three-dimensional world. But rather, manifesting the image you want in the mirror in the three-dimensional world depends solely upon the state of being of the one who is standing in front of the mirror. For that state of being is what is reflected by the mirror, no matter what it is. And it's here that this metaphor illuminates a well, a critical mistake that nearly all of us make. And the mistake is this. Believing the image in the mirror to be more important than the one standing in front of the mirror. Or said more concretely, believing the 3D facts in this moment to be more important than our state of being in imagination. And I can tell you, as devastating as that mistake can be, it is totally understandable. Because the problem foots directly back to how we've been raised, our education, our society. And matter of fact, you can even hear it in our language. We call our three-dimensional world reality. While dismissing the thoughts and feelings in imagination as just imagination, as if imagination didn't count for much. Now, of course, this is something that can keep us stuck in a loop of manifesting similar circumstances over and over and over again, all the while blaming the unseen forces of the universe that are none other than ourselves.
from this, I hope you can see that it's absolutely crucial to understand that both imagination and our current external experience are equally real. Yes, of course, our 3D world is obviously more dense or hardened, but not because it's more real. It's only more dense because it's in a different stage of manifestation. But here's the important part. This tug of war between real and unreal is a distraction, a distraction from what really matters. Because what you should care about, at least if you're serious about deliberately creating anything in the world, is not what is real, but what is causative. To put it another way, successful manifestation comes not from recognizing which aspect of our experience is real and which aspect is not real. It comes from recognizing which aspect of our experience is the cause and which aspect is the effect. Because at the risk of stating the obvious, focusing your effort on the cause of what you want to see arise on the screen of space, that is the secret to success. Even so, most of us do the opposite. We focus our effort on the effect in the mirror. We stand peering into the mirror of reality with a big fat frown on our face while wishing, hoping, and even struggling with the image in the mirror to get it to smile. We're missing the most fundamental fact. If you wish to see a change in the mirror, you must change the cause of what is being reflected in the mirror. And as we've seen, that cause is the one who is standing in front of the mirror. Your state of being. Your state of being commands the universal creative force to create the world in its own image. This is the esoteric meaning behind God created man in his own image. It's not about a time long, long ago in some faraway garden where God created some cat named Adam. This is about right here, right now. It's about the God in you, your imagination and the state of being that it gives rise to and which is projected onto the screen of space. We're talking about the three-dimensional experience that is the mirror image of your state of being. God in you creates man and your surroundings in his exact image, in the image of your state of being. This is the law through which all experience arises. The state of being you hold is commanding the mirror of your subconscious to express this or that 
in its own image. And of course, the mirror must obey. It's a mirror after all. A choiceless soldier in the service of your state of being. And it's going to dutifully reflect that state of being, regardless of whether it's uplifting or debilitating, pleasing or heartbreaking, good or bad, right or wrong. For, as we are reminded, God, the Creator, is no respecter of persons. Of course, this all begs the question, what exactly is your state of being? And maybe more important, how do you go about changing it? We'll start with the first part. Your state of being is an amalgam of beliefs and perspectives and thoughts and feelings you hold about what is true, about what is true about you and what you believe to be true about the universe. It's your attitude of mind, your current sense of self, and the sum total of all your assumptions and beliefs and desires and doubts and fears. And as you might imagine, your state of being is as multifaceted as an ever-revolving kaleidoscope. It includes things like your state of health or sickness, your state of wealth or poverty, your state of confidence or doubt, of being loved or being rejected, of clarity or confusion, of happiness or sadness. And of course, I could go on and on. But each and every one, and so many more, is a single piece of that greater whole that comes together to create your state of being. The state of being that your subconscious or the quantum field or God, however you'd like to put it, is dutifully reflecting back to you in the mirror of three-dimensional reality. And this leaves us with the second part of the question. How do you go about changing your state of being so that it can command the creative forces to manifest that which we want instead of what we don't want? Well, the short answer is you change it in imagination. But as is probably abundantly clear by now, I'm not particularly prone to short answers. So here it goes. While it is true that you can quite easily change your state of being in your imagination, it's also true that most of us have some habits of mind that make it more difficult than it really needs to be. And we've already talked about one of them, namely treating imagination like the red-headed stepchild of cognitive activity. When we're worried about something, we say, oh, that's all just in your imagination. Or when we dream too big, we say that we need to come down to reality. Or when we imagine ourselves free from this problem or that condition, we say we need to be more realistic. Again and again, we cut imagination off at the knees, unwittingly sabotaging our state of being 
and therefore sabotaging the image that is reflected back to us in the mirror of the three-dimensional world. And this is why a shift in perspective is so important. I mean, it's one thing to say that we need to disregard our present circumstances and remain loyal to our imagination. In other words, to walk by faith, not by sight. But let's be honest, that's a tall order and in fact may even be downright impossible so long as you are living from the perspective that the 3D world is more real and more important than imagination. Even so, the hard fact is that success can come only when we persist in occupying the state of being that we wish to see reflected back to us. Something Neville Goddard would call living in the state of the wish fulfilled. A state of being where your desire has already come to be. A state of being in which you are the person who already has what you desire, whether that's health or love or wealth or peace. It must be assumed as your current experience. A state of being that is worn like a new suit of clothes, one that has turned elsewhere into here and then into now. In other words, you must be willing to believe it in order to see it. You have to be the one to smile first. Well, that's it for this episode. And I hope you're walking away feeling inspired and empowered to prune your state of being into one that will yield you that which you most desire in life. Thanks so much for spending the time with me and especially oversized thank you to all of my patrons whose donations have allowed me to bring this podcast to you, including our newest patrons, Martin Wallace, Gayatri Khan, Wanda Barucci, Mitchell McMahon, Joyce Christofferson, Butch Levine, and Robert St. James. As usual, I'm including with this episode a manifestation exercise, this time a recorded yoga nidra meditation designed to help you put the brakes on sabotaging thoughts and feelings that are poisoning your desired state of being. You can get it free on my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash manifestation matters. And while you're there, if you're finding value in the podcast, please, please, please consider becoming a supporter of the show. For just a couple of bucks a month, you'll be helping to heal the world with this amazing wisdom and get some pretty great gifts in the bargain, including 100% ad-free episodes, bonus coaching sessions, manifestation meditations, not to mention a boatload of good karma. Thanks again for being here. And if you could do me a favor by leaving an honest review or a thumbs up, that would be amazing. I'll see you in the next one.